0: Thank God for the power of the cross. There is power in the name. There is power in the cross. Tell your neighbor the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. Please stand with me in your Bibles to Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. Luke's Gospel, chapter 6. Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, I read from the 43rd verse. For a good tree, says Jesus, does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And, the, and, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Father, we honor you for the richness of your word. This morning, once again, we pray. That let the living waters that flows from the fountains of grace touch our lives afresh to strengthen, to encourage, and to draw us closer to you. Father, grant me uncommon grace this morning that I share your word with clarity and simplicity. In the mighty name of Jesus, God's people will shout and say, In the coming weeks, I seek to answer a very basic question, which is, who is a Christian? If we say that somebody is spiritual, what do we mean? How do you determine that somebody is is a Christian. What are his marks? And I want to plead with you to allow me to speak freely with you as a dad and you as a wonderful congregation. It has pleased the Lord out of the abundance of his grace to shift Christianity from the last century to move Christianity from the global north to the global south. The word global north and global south is a missiology term or what that means. The global north will refer to North America, Canada, then the churches in Western Europe. It has pleased the Lord to shift Christianity from the global north to the global south. And if we talk about the global south, we are talking about Africa, we are talking about Asia, and we are talking about Latin America. In the 1900s, 80% of Christianity was based in the global north. Only 20% of Christians lived in the global south. As of 2020, two-thirds of all Christians live in Africa, in Asia, and in Latin America. The tide has changed. Christianity is no longer dominant in the Western world. Christianity is dominant in the global south. And according to missionologists, by 2050, Africa will become the largest continent with Christians in the whole world. And uh, this calls for joy for thanksgiving and for appreciation. But the question we must ask ourselves is what kind of Christianity are we practicing? In the 1900s when Christianity was domiciled in the global north, the missionaries that came down to Africa to Latin America, their works, their traits are clear and we can see We can see what they used their faith to do. The schools they built, the hospitals they built, their missionary journeys, the churches they built. And and I deeply believe that many of us in the auditorium today has benefited from the works of these missionaries. I'm a product. I had my sixth form education at Tupu Secondary School. And many of you here can say the same that either you went to a Catholic school or a Methodist school or a Presbyterian. Each one of us has benefited. Now that button, it has pleased God to give it to us. When they came, many of them knew they were not going back. So some of them came with their own burial clothes. They came having chosen their burial hymns. And thanksgiving songs. They chose them. They knew they were not going back. Now the button is in our hands. What is Africa doing with Christianity? Who is a Christian? What do we see? What are we using our faith for? We are seeing before our own naked eyes the parading of cars, the parading of houses, The parading of wealth. And today, if you fall sick, it is only because you are not a good Christian. You don't have faith. And that is what we are being made to believe today. We are being made to believe that if you are a Christian and you don't drive the latest car, and you don't wear the latest clothes, you are not part of Christianity. May the Lord have mercy on us. Whilst the church, unfortunately, is dying in the global north, it has pleased God to cause the church to grow in the global south. As secularism, the lack of the fear of God, As a doctrine of atheists, new age, and all forms of false religion take over the global north, you and I must ask ourselves that as it has pleased God to give the button to us, what are we doing with Christianity? Unfortunately, I pray that we will not be caught. In a Father Christmas form of Christianity. But our faith will be so real that that which our forefathers brought, that which was passed on from the apostles to the church fathers to the missionaries and now to us, will ignite a fresh fire of revival in our land. And that Christianity will become so real in the mighty name of Jesus. Christian at work? For many, the moment they land in your shop, how do I gain wealth out of here? How do I play smart? And we come to church. 70% of all Ghanaians are believers. You see, beloved, Renaissance, the breath. Of industrialization and learning began with Christians. Europe and the Western world, America was founded by forefathers who just wanted the freedom to worship God. And I stand here and I declare that even though our forefathers worshiped idols, and now that the button has come to us, we must make a difference in the mighty name of Jesus. And it starts with you, and it starts. With me. You see, when I came to know Christ in the late 70s, in 77, the emphasis at that time was on the word and the fruit of the Spirit. Nobody told you that this was a Christian, that that person was a believer. Their language, it was not slogans. If you met a brother, The issue was, what was your quiet time today? During those days, Christianity was so real. But thank God for the many who in this generation are also deeply committed. Hallelujah. Today, I remember those days when you got out of bed. After the washroom, the first thing you were looking for was your Bible. Now, when people get out of bed, guess what they are, they, the first thing they look for? Their mobile phone. What is trending on social media? Who has got the, more, the most likes? Who has the highest following? But I pray that may the fires of revival be ignited afresh in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. May God sow, May God sow in the hearts of each one of us a fresh passion for God, that we will test and hunger for God. Listen, only righteousness will exalt a nation. Sin will always be a reproach. And I pray that those fires of revival will start with you and it will start with me. I remember that when I came to know Christ, Christian love was so real The joy was contagious. If you saw believers, they were so bubbly. Today, we have everything that, during our time, there were no microphones. Sorry, there were no, uh, of course, there were no, uh, how do you call it? There were no mobile phones and there were no microwaves. During our time, there was nothing like that. But the joy that we had in Christ was real. The goodness was real. The kindness was real. The patience was real. When people were courting in those days, it was one sister at a time. (laughs) One at a time. And before a brother would approach a sister to say, I want to marry you, he meant it one at a time today (laughs) not only four and you know what they tell each of them don't tell anybody we are courting that is a red flag what is it about you that he wants to hide in the 70s and in the 80s courting was open and it was a joy for everybody to know that these were courting and we did it with joy we John, those were the days I proposed to Pastor C and she said no but I didn't give up because I meant it from my heart she made me wait she says four years by six years <laughs> the men were ready to wait for the sisters they won't tell them I have, to, I have to try it. Look, consider the sisters as your own daughters. If somebody wants to try your daughter, will you be happy? Are human beings secondhand cars to be tried? Ah, so I may have to try it. If I don't try it, God, will will you ask God for fish and God will give you a snake? God will give you the best. And that sister you are contemplating to propose to is the best for you in the name of Jesus. You are caught in. You are looking at your sister. That little child is supporting me. You are caught in talking. Another sister is passing your eyes 360 degrees and the truth is that we are very comfortable but thank god that at trinity baptist church we have the best in the name of jesus Be- beloved listen young men listen and also young ladies the heart of our daughters is not a playing field don't don't break the hearts of our daughters don't spur a sister on and dump her. In the United Kingdom, most of our psychiatric homes are filled with young women who, for no reason of their own. You see, if a woman is in love, she's in love. We're used by these young men and dumped, and some of them even take their money. They let them cook for them. Don't be cooking for somebody who has not married you. They eat all your food. Take your money and kick you. And and, and, and you see some of the young girls, you weep for them. Learned professional women. Who gave all their hearts out. He said, If a woman is in love, hey, how do you stop it? It's difficult. It is said that there are three people that, who in this generation are difficult to advise. So I, this was a young person saying that to me. I said, What are you talking about? I said, Daddy, number one, if a woman is in love, no matter what you say, that is the tunnel she wants to go through. Then the second person is a woman and a prophet. What the prophet says to her, "Ah, you can't advise her. Then number three, a rich man. He said, these three people, you can't advise them. Then I was asking myself, this thing seems to be true, you know. Because if a woman is in love, and you are you dare say something about that young man. Hey. If a prophet says something to a woman and you tell her to check it with the scriptures because you are not spiritual. I have sons who are prophets and I love prophets. But your life should never be led by a prophet. That is not what the Bible says. When God speaks to you, you don't check it with a prophet. You check it with the word of God. That is the way to live your life. And God will raise so many prophets here at Trinity Baptist Church but they will all be God-fearing prophets. A couple that got married during in 83 when Pastor C and myself got married the woman they got married at the same time. And, and, and she is somebody that we knew. Married because of prophecy. Which was not checked with the word of God. And today you see the woman you want to be for her. Patience at that time was a virtue. Gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control was a hallmark of the believers at that time. Remember that in Acts eleven twenty-six, we are told that the Christians were first called so in Antioch. Why? Because they saw them and they knew that these people have been with Christ. The aroma of Christ smelled over them. I pray that at Trinity Baptist Church, may God raise believers that fear God. And I, listen, I came to know Christ in 77, and I've been a pastor for almost 35 years. I've been a Christian leader since I came to know Christ. Because three months into my conversion, I was made to teach a Sunday school class at Grace Baptist Church in Kumasi. That was the passion I had for Christ. And it was where. I have been young and now I am old. Just as David said, I have never seen God disappoint anybody who made a quality decision to walk faithfully with Him. I have seen with my naked eyes young people who were born, dedicated in the church, baptized in the church, they have married in the church. Some have turned out to be great doctors. Some are GPs. Some of them are top lawyers. Some of them are engineers. In the, you know, well, some of the best architects come from TBC in the United Kingdom why they only made a quality decision to walk with Christ. I see that same grace coming over TBC Accra in the mighty name of Jesus. I see a people who love God. I see God raising a new generation here in the mighty name of Jesus. A generation that knows and fears God. I see engineers being raised from here. I see doctors being raised from here. I see surgeons coming out of TBC. I see top lawyers coming out of TBC. I see CEOs coming out of TBC I see entrepreneurs coming out of TBC I see pastors coming out of TBC I see prophets coming out of TBC I see evangelists coming out of TBC I see genuine millionaires coming out of TBC In the name of Jesus Listen, you can serve Christ and be honest And I stand here and I said that to you. I only serve Christ with a pure heart. Besides my faith, there is nothing that I have. The only other thing I have is the fear of God. And I've seen God fight battles for me. One time, I was driving, my phone rang. I was driving, I put it on Bluetooth. And two people at two other ends were talking about me. On the phone to each other. They were saying straight things about me. How my phone rang. Why the other person got me to be connected up to today. I don't know. And you know the straight thing was that I was going to the house of one of them. And the things they were saying about The battle belongs to God. The battle is not your battle. If you make a quality decision to serve Christ, he will never disappoint. You see, here in this church, as I preach, I stand here and I look through the congregation. I see genuine brothers and I see genuine sisters. Don't be afraid there are good people in this church in the name of Jesus. And I see God not only changing the tide here at Trinity Baptist Church, but I see God raising the future leaders out of this place. Leaders of purpose. Leaders who will turn this nation around. Ghana who not remain the same. Amen. I didn't hear you. Amen. No, no, no. Not everybody. You see, what will it satisfy a man? How? What? If you gain the whole world, how much will a man eat? And the truth about greed, a billionaire was asked, what do you need more as a billionaire? You know what they say? He said a little bit more. And that is exactly what happens to greedy people. Nothing satisfies them. But godliness with contentment is great gain. And the majority of people, you see, you will be a Christian, you will walk, you wouldn't have to look back if somebody is coming after you. Because you will borrow according to your strength, you will say things that are real. When you propose, you do not have, your mouth shouldn't be fumbling. Because what you are saying to the sister, you mean it. Your generation is totally different. You see, things that were an abomination during our time, in your time, it's a human right. In my time, you dare not, you dare not become a homosexual. The boys will beat you up and give you a name. But these days, you see Ghana, we have to rise and listen. The question we must ask ourselves is, what will become of Christianity in Ghana in the next 50 years? if we continue like this. The 80% of the global Christians from the north wrote most of our Christian literature. They printed our Bibles for them. They came here, learned our languages and helped in the translation of the Bible into our local dialects. Thank God for Bible society. And for those who have learned the Hebrew and the Greeks by grace are translating the Bible into other languages. We thank God for their lives. But the truth is that your generation is a challenged generation. Now LBGT, lesbians, bisexuals, gays, and transgenders have so much power In the Western world, I can't speak like this in the West. They have power. And one of the things the devil is seeking to do is to change the times and the seasons. Now, the definition of marriage is changed. And now they are trying to catch our children young from age five in primary schools to introduce to them a new curriculum. And the essence of that new curriculum is to teach them that there are alternatives to marriage than a man and a woman. Age five. I was talking to one of them and he said, oh, pastor, reverend, don't worry. Because by the next 20 years, these things that some of you are worried about and passionate about, it will become normal. It will become normal. And you and I know they tried to bring that curriculum here into Ghana. Thank God for our government. Thank God. Now five-year-olds, you see President Trump, despite all his shortcomings, that was one of the things he stood up to. But thank God for him standing up to that. They want to catch them young. That is why you and I must become serious. In our walk with God. And know that the best way it means of passing the button on to the next generation is through the home. Hallelujah. Paul wrote to his son Timothy, and I will end with that. I will continue the sermon next week. And next week, I want you to invite someone who will be looking at church history, we'll be looking at apologetics. How people had to stand up and defend the faith that has now come to you. And let us not mess the gospel up. Because the way the world is trending, you must ask yourself the question, what will happen to my daughters and my sons in the next 50 years? You must ask yourself that question. If Christianity continues the way it's going, we are in trouble. But here at Trinity Baptist Church, God will raise champions in the name of Jesus. God will raise generals in the name of Jesus. God will raise a people that know their God and as such shall do exploits in the mighty name of Jesus. It is impossible for God to fail. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 1. Now the spirit expressly, and, and the expression used there is express, that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving. And that word, other translations translate it as seducing. It is a deceptive, corruptible spirit. They are, what they do is to propound doctrines of demons. And the essence of that, Is to change Christianity. If there is any faith that is facing challenge, it is Christianity. Beloved, in the West, Christianity has come across such a challenge that too many people are afraid to say they are Christians. Because they will ridicule you. And Ghana, we should not take for granted the liberties that we have. We must love our families and we must love our land. And you must know that there is a button in your hand. And as you hold that button well and prepare your children well, that cycle of confusion will be broken in the name of Jesus. I stand here and I declare that your children will be lifted above measure in the name of Jesus. The going out and the coming in of your children shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. The future of Ghana will be safe in your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Your prayers will ascend unto heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. None of your children will be deceived in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon, no assignment of the enemy against your family shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. Your ancestry will never be beggars. It is impossible to walk with God. And for God to eject you on the street. You will not die before your time in the name of Jesus. No altar can destroy you in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. If there is any name, the altars fear. It is the name Jesus. And may that name protect you. May that name guide you. May that name lead you. May that name make you become the God who made some to become apostles and prophets. God is the maker of becomers, May he make you. Your destiny shall be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I honor you for your church. I honor you for the great work you are doing at TBC. We will not fail you in our time. By virtue of this church, the fires of revival will be ignited in Ghana. Your children will take the top positions in the name of Jesus. Our children in triumphant victory shall declare that this is the doing of the Lord. We give you honor and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And together, God's people shall say amen. Thank you, Jesus.